Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Making Love with the Muse. I am so excited that you're here. This podcast is all about creativity. It's about self-expression. It's about inspiration and most importantly, it is about doing what we love. Sit back, relax and tune in. Good morning. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm um I'm really good. Like really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um yeah, let's fucking go. Can you how's your how's the audio on your end? Are you getting an echo or anything? No, it's pretty good. How about you? Yeah, that's um it's totally perfect. Oh okay, chills. So is excited. It, if you get any background noise, that's my son playing video games in his perfect his room, getting all excited, <laughs> playing with his online friends. <laughs> so good, so good. All right, let's jump in. Um, hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Making Love with the Muse. I, um, it's four thirty a.m. here, and I've actually not been so excited to. I've never been so excited to wake up for a call before this um <laughs> this feels like a little bit of a, a a ritual between Mads and I um my guest today is a former mentor dear dear friend and truly one of the most oh man formidable <laughs> yeah formidable and incredible women um, that I've met. She mirrors back to me so many beautiful pieces of myself, my power, my strength, my unfuckwithableness. And um, I'm so I'm so deeply excited to to introduce her to you today and to really open up the space and create the space for whatever wants to come through us. I know there's gonna be so much deep wisdom, insight, and oh just true love yeah true love yeah true love I can guarantee you the insight <laughs> we shall see hey? <laughs> okay well for those of you that don't know um Madeleine Burgoyne and yes I got that right you did <laughs> um was one of my beautiful mentors in a container called Untribe she facilitated me through one of the most intense periods of awakening and, and transformation and probably one of the hardest periods of awakening and transformation that I've been through in my journey so far um, and I'm not sure what she's up to now but I'm super excited to hear all right Mads um, take the yeah. floor what have you been up to since Untribe and tell me a little <laughs> bit about what's happening in your world <coughs> oh excuse me <clears throat> um yeah no jay um wow that was that feels like a lifetime ago but it wasn't actually it was just like last year i reckon that um i stepped into the role of shadow worker um so shadow work is one of my loves archetypal work is one of my loves i've been doing 14 and then and then, of course, I um, I got enrolled in working for a company called Lux Godhead, and be- very quickly became the um, top head coach 
And um, one of the privileges was uh, launching that container. Uh, and I think I got up to 50 people in there at one point, if I remember correctly. And then, and then some couldn't handle it because, you know, having your feet held to the fire, <clears throat> this work is not like easy. It's, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's confronting both your best parts that you're hiding and also the parts of ourselves that we don't really want to look at, uh, what we perceive to be our weaknesses and, and how to actually become super vulnerable and clean with it so that there's no part of yourself that you're rejecting or overplaying, right? And, and those, those are the two sides that uh, we mainly focused on was the golden shadow, which was kind of like the persona fantasy that people like to put out there. Look at me, look at me. And then the disowned classic dark shadow which is the stuff we're trying to hide with the persona. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I loved my work. I must, I must be honest. I, I really loved working with you and um, the people in that container. Mm -hmm. um, so what I've been doing since I, uh, well, after that year in January, I, I decided I was going to take a couple months off and play and uh, start a podcast uh, and whatever I felt like, but mostly just resting. So you could, you could call it a sabbatical. Well, two months became <laughs> now, mm. until now. <laughs> so from February to, what is it? It's uh, October. <coughs> Excuse me. I have been mainly handling a handful of clients and in between doing nothing but what I felt like. So mm. uh, learning to ride a motorbike, um, taking really chill, easy mornings, you know, staring off into space and um, or, or going into my mind kind of like uh, into the psyche and um, figuring things out in terms of efficiency for techniques and um, shadow work and therapy and all the things, right? So I, I had the luxury of taking time off, Jay, and thinking about what I'm going to launch next, which has actually come through in bits and pieces here and there throughout the year. And and now it's like, it's, it's bursting to come out now. So it's time. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I, um, I love how you spoke about in our voice messages the other day that it's like seasons and you really do go through these phases of like ups and downs and, and really yeah. listening and tuning into what your body needs, what your soul needs, what you like as who you really are actually need yeah, versus what you think you should be doing. Exactly. And it was really weird for me to do this this year. It has been excruciating. People think that holiday is easy. For people like me, it's not. Because, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been coaching since 2013. Lord, that's almost a decade. Mm. And um, I've been hustling my ass off for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And like most of us, we, we hit the, the ground running with a lot of excitement. And then, you know, we fail. I failed, failed majorly like I've started over again maybe like three times yep 
and and this time it's not like from the same place as before out of desperation and whatever it's more from a place of I could actually take rest this time it's it doesn't feel desperate which is nice it's beautiful different yeah yeah can you talk about that place the importance of having a place of pure origins so I know you'll know what I mean by that (laughs) But coming from a place of of fullness rather than, yeah, rather than desperation or Mm. lack. Mm. Desperation is grasping energy. It's like survival mode. It's the real or imagined fear of gaining and um, overwhelm in all the different ways that you can imagine if you don't have your needs met, Mm. your basic needs met. And as to why that happens is very interesting because that is where people get stuck and that's actually where the work goes. Um, And that desperation energy leaves you feeling like you're you're going to be destitute, abandoned, and um, that when things aren't running, when you're reaching out, it's rejection, you know? So mm. uh, rejection by the world, rejection by people, rejection by, oh, my, why am I not good enough? Why, why isn't the energy that I'm putting out there, why isn't my reach getting a yield in return? Mm. Um, and desperation energy is it's needy it's um it's a it's a it's a cry for help avoiding looking at the things that we um, need to take self-accountability for um in our own worth and value to be able to come from a different position of knowing who you are being grounded in that um and when you interact with other other people or whatever it is that you're doing you know you've got something value to offer that other people need instead of Mm -hmm. just approaching it from a a position of well i'm the one in need Mm. totally discount your own worth because what's happened is your innate sense of internal worth has been flipped outwards where you're looking to the outside world asking them to tell you what your worth is Mm. and that is a core um social uh phenomena i guess so yeah yeah. wow this feels like um yeah (laughs) This feels like an untried session already. I feel very, very fortunate. This is phenomenal. Um, well, I'm sorry about be grilling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or but it's just, yeah, what were you going to say? You ask me a question and then, and then I'd ask you questions reflecting back <laughs> into your own psyche. Yeah. <laughs> but so much of like so much of the work that we, that we did together was really anchoring into that sense of, of worth mm. and value and knowing that, absolutely yeah absolutely nothing and no one can dictate your own value or my own value except Mm -hmm. for me and it's um 
it's an incredibly difficult for me I found it incredibly difficult to integrate because the conditioning around this runs runs so so deep um but it is it's one of those things that changes everything it starts when you're born into a family a family that has already um adopted worldly i mean i say worldly like society's ideals and how Mm. to function and their rules and the the system of going to school and getting paid this amount for the amount of investment in your studies or lack of studies that your job dictates um, a a value to it Mm. it measures your worth even when you've paid for that return of investment, <laughs> you can hardly keep up with that return of investment. You're getting paid very little for the amount of effort you've put in, but you have this huge amount of debt. <laughs> can you see the correlation yeah. of how we measure ourselves then? Like unconsciously, that's like the subliminal messaging. Interesting. So you're saying instead of like creating a mountain of gold, we're kind of like digging a hole. Is that a, the we're, right picture? We're digging a hole <laughs> and hoping that the energy and the, the, the energy that the, the amount of energy that we're actually expending on it, the time, the energy, the, the, the effort, the creative thinking, the whatever the fuck, I'm sure whoever's listening to this can add yeah. their list of things. Insert your own. <clears throat> yeah, insert your own. It's taking that plus the back investment that you've already invested. And now you can begin. Now that you've got whatever thing has told you, okay, now you can go. Now you can get paid. After you fucking intern as well. Mm. there are many models like this in life that just set us up for um you know scraps and and depending on which country you're on some countries have more benefits than other countries my country doesn't have it doesn't have like um a a paid for education system Mm. we pay everything so, you know, and that's a whole different discussion, but, mm. but, but worth can be, you're always getting these outside messages about what your, your, your worth is that being drilled and conditioned into you, whether you're aware of it or not in, in family values, in social values, in values of a nation and, and what the world is telling you it values. It's kind of like, you have to pay us to become, to be certified, to become somebody in your identity that will determine your worth and value and your <laughs> utility, how yeah. useful you are. How is a person supposed to become really like, like centered in a form of um, self confidence? Mm. Mm. You know, so this is why the conditioning is so difficult. Mm. And on top of that, religious belief systems. Yeah. Like heaven and hell, fire and brimstone. <laughs> Sacrifice yourself now to one day get to heaven. And your rewards 
after this life? Do you yeah. see the correlation? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Can we, are you open to speaking about your background with the yes. church? It's one of the things I've found to be that I, yeah, just most fascinated with about you. <laughs> Yeah, no, no problem at all. I love talking about it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, what did that What did that look like for you? I know you grew up in. Is it the Mormon Church? Yeah, I was born um, second generation into the LDS um, uh, Church. It's the Latter Day Saints of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, also known as the Mormons, founded by <laughs> Joseph Smith who I believe was a schizoid (laughs) (laughs) for real, (laughs) but probably it's a, it's a Freemasonry based cult religion Mm -hmm. and it it also works on a hierarchical um, pyramid system. Um, So I was born into that. My father, um, my father was like a branch president. I remember the stacks of chairs in our house when I was little um, stacked to the sides of the windows and you have those kind of like sliding doors that partition the rooms mm. open that there was like a like a, a mini piano organ type um, thing there I don't know what the name for that is but um, every Sunday or whenever we had meetings those chairs would be unstacked in rows so that people could come and have their Sunday service. So that is one thing that I can remember. My father was a, a, a religious leader, leader, ordained priesthood holder. Um, and yeah, my, my father ended up going to jail when I was three. Wow. For, for pedophilia of all things. Yeah. So um cult religion is is attracts um vulnerable people very very vulnerable people who are lost and um who are fe- feeling overwhelmed in their lives and need a purpose when they when they aren't self-directed they need to outsource that mm and um, Mormons are, um, when you're born, if you're a boy, it's automatic that you will, when you're 19, be sent away from your house for two years to proselyte in different countries. Before you go, though, you go to a, um, a training, um, what do they call them? Fucking forgot. Like a camp. Uh, kind of like a camp but it's like where you where you train into the missionary you you train either by learning the language and you train in understanding certain material that you are going to go out and stand on the streets and proselyte yeah knock on doors you know like much like the jehovah's witnesses do um and and you you kind of like they teach you how to play on people's deepest emotions and their greatest wounds and position them into enrolling into a belief system that they will then be um, baptized into making covenants and yeah like cults cult mind um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Consciousness? Um, uh, no, mind, fuck, brainwashing, <clears throat> mind control tactics. Mm-hmm. In the psychology, if you look at cult psychology, it's hectic. <laughs> it's it's hectic. Yeah. It's 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 a combination of fear tactics and love bombing, <laughs> high and low. It entrains your system to um, make all these grandiose promises that feel so divine, right? If you've ever been yeah. love bombed by somebody, uh, you will know what that feels like. Yeah. It's 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 euphoria. It's wonderful. It plays on all your dreams and hopes of all the things that kind of like too good to be true. And then the red flags are there initially, if you have a strong (laughs) intuition about it, and then it will also drop you into really shameful things. And that creates a trauma bond. And then you're sucked into that religion, like a bad fucking relationship. And which is another area I love talking about is yeah. um, generational trauma breaking that. And yes, I left the church when my son was born yeah. and that was at 24. I was married to a return missionary. He was a priesthood holder. He came from a prestigious, well-to-do church family. So status is one of the things in the church to aspire to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and ranking positions of authority um, and you go to the temple and you take out sacred covenants at the temple you wear undergarments under your normal clothes they look like long johns with symbols in specific areas wow dude and like you 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 perform these these covenants and if you you're threatened that if you break them because you've taken out the highest ordered covenants possibly known to mankind if you break them you are doomed yeah to rotten hell or one of the degrees of hell forever there's no coming back from that and when my son was born something clicked in my mind it was like my unconscious mind was working on it because I had studied every angle of that religion at the time because I was looking for God I was like is this true? Okay. If this is true, then I'm definitely going to, I'm going to give myself to it. I'm really going to like submit to it. And I did, I absorbed it. Yeah. And then, then my mind was like, but wait a minute, there's a question, but wait a minute, there's a question, but wait a minute, there's a question. Why can't they give me answers to these questions? Mm -hmm. And so my intuition working in the background was watching despite the fact that I was probably voted amongst my friends, one of my friends told me, you're, the, you're, you're probably voted to be the least likely person to. Wow. <laughs> and they were very surprised when I left because then they assume that I either got involved with Satan, anti-Mormon <laughs> literature, and <clears throat> um, that I had done something that I was so guilty and ashamed for that I couldn't tell anyone. So I might as well just leave. So it's like, what did you do? Or um, you've been captured by Satan. Yeah. 
So isn't it interesting that, cool yeah, isn't it interesting like that idea that it's almost like the more indoctrinated you become the like, because for me, it's like you, you, in you allow yourself to become entangled in these scenarios because yeah. on a subconscious yeah. level, there's like a deathly fear of your own power. And so it's almost like, you know, other people, yeah. And other people seeing that in you is almost like, you know, you're the least likely to leave, meaning you have the yes. most repressed power. <laughs> Yes, when it yes. then turns around it's like holy shit look out world here you go like are you just yeah. going to take off like yeah. a supernova which you did and if you and if you have to think about why somebody would like pre-frame people who leave um as ex-members they have to instill the fear of god into you yeah to convince you not to question higher up authorities, the mouth of mouthpiece of God, which would be a prophet, by the way. We had a prophet. They yeah. have they have a prophet with 12 living apostles <clears throat> at the very top of the hierarchy. Yeah, well, it's um yeah, I have and, to I have yeah. to admit there's this is like, you know, it's challenging to stay present through this because you know, I can't <laughs> I can imagine, but there's like a yeah, it's definitely an experience that's very much like yeah, outside the realms of what I've experienced in this life. Yeah, mind, mind control is something that we all encounter in so many different ways. Okay. All the time. You open your laptop and you're bombarded with it. Marketing mm-hmm. is a form of that. Like what we've been through over the last two years was definitely like <laughs> that. And right. you know, because because I know know what to look look for. It was so easy for me to spot, but that didn't mean that I didn't feel the effects of it. Mm. My my nervous system was shot to shit. And I still managed to launch a business though. Well well, continue like growing my business at the time when 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 COVID hit. But the all the all the the tactics all the things are there for in training people and fear-mongering them and coercing them in um, virtue signaling each other turning people against each other all these things that we see every 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 they've hijacked um, uh, campaigns that make a difference by turning people against each other the and the solution to the the plague and the and the and the thing that is sweeping the earth does the story look familiar <laughs> it's the same dynamics everywhere <clears throat> um and and the reason why marketing and the way that people market their products is to talk to people's pain and offer them a solution because the human mind naturally wants to avoid pain and search for pleasure and comfort so the two fears that human being can experience that that most of everything else is extrapolated from is the fear of losing that which meets our needs or that we're infatuated with the fear of losing that Mm. and fear of gaining that which we want to avoid pain and all unpleasant things that we can imagine so 
you know that gets used against us in so many different ways all the time like the world is we 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 are made up of the world's branding marketing strategies where we're conditioned to become these things oh buy starbucks you're an advertisement <laughs> oh gucci shoes <laughs> oh um fucking i don't know what's <laughs> Uh, Lululemon yoga pants. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this and your experience in the personal development world. So this is yeah. you're saying. So this is was this your experience with Lux Godhead? <sighs> oh, you go right for the kill. Um, I well, learned from the best. Lux <laughs> <laughs> Godhead was the disruptive marketing. I love that because it was a way it was um, an authentic, not sometimes it depends. You, again, you have to really know what you're looking for, <clears throat> but it was um, disruptive marketing was so brilliant because it actually encourages authenticity instead of putting up persona of what you think other people want to see mm -hmm. so that you can be liked in yeah. order to get paid yeah and i love disruptive marketing because it stands out from a sea of everybody else who looks and sounds the same because marketing has been come become so like you know people have become the same they've become carbon copies thinking they're unique yeah but they're they sound and look the same like if you, you scroll instagram and you look at the branding it's all like fake stuff dressed up um in a certain way smiled and posed a certain way it's posed it's yeah. a facade and, yeah and the 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 disruptive marketing marketing was just like a fresh breath air and when you actually learn to speak authentically you 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 can feel the sincerity of that and i love that but um what was your question again jay what was the rest <laughs> of it i know i was going somewhere with that yeah what? did you did you find it to be an example of mind control because what i found with um, um yeah and that in personal development thoughts, yes absolutely okay. and i did and the 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 technique was brilliant the map the archetypal map is brilliant it's basically a map of a collection of what entrains us in in the belief systems that we might be holding in codependency and the the light archetypes are kind of like the the codes and antidotes to those core issues in the four channels um that that through the those kind of patterns mm. it, it gets you to start thinking for yourself why do i think this and then you can use it to change your own mind about yourself you get to decide what that means just by having a template offered to you that offers a completely different perspective mm. but the rules 
of how an organization is set up, yes, that can become cult-like mm. because there's certain things you're not allowed to question. There's, there was a, a power structure of dominance and submission. Mm-hmm. And working on the team, sometimes there were things that I saw that didn't correlate. And that's okay because you know what? We're all human trying to break our conditioning yeah learning to be better leaders and and as you step into a role of leadership when you've got people look after the stress is on the pressure is on so it's very easy to fall back into just do what i fucking say yeah you know and and people are so codependent sometimes when they join a team that you have to take out a lot of time to teach them how to think for themselves. So, you know, yes and no. We're all already trying our best to become more individuated and authentic. So any sort of what I think, in my opinion, is whenever you start something and you start, you could be starting your own business or whatever, once, and this is going to happen, without you even intending it to is that people are already already searching for their answers and because they're so used to outsourcing their stuff um, whenever they find somebody that resonates with them they will place you on a pedestal Mm. and then they'll want the answers from you and they'll try to hand off that (laughs) self-responsibility to you to save them yeah and you have to be very aware of this. Also in therapy, transference, mm-hmm. counter-transference. And you have to um, you have to be upfront sometimes with telling them this is how it's gonna go. And there's there's specific reasons for it, but that's the whole point of um, shadow work is to bring a person back into themselves in the individuation process. So yeah. As much as possible, we try to um, model the business structure in that way by being transparent, by being upfront. And mm-hmm. that acts as a filter as well with the kinds of clients that come in and, and those that say they want it, they like the idea of it, but they actually can't follow through. So it's kind of like a vetting system as well. You just, have to, be, you just have to be super conscious of the kinds of clients that want so much from you. And you know this, Jay, because yeah. you know what it's like to idolize somebody, to follow them, to 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 consume all their con- content yeah. and doubt your own voice, right? Yeah, that's what I did with you. <laughs> and and that's okay. And I'm I'm like, that was okay. And I knew that was gonna happen. And I was prote- prepared to handle that. But mm. I also needed students to know that I'm not gonna tolerate that. And when I call you out on it. You're going to have to be prepared to sit with that because that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was as hard. I mean, like from your perspective, I don't know what it was like for you, but like being the person who in my, in, in growing up, I was very inclined to want to help everybody overextend myself because I really do fucking care. Yeah. I really care. But, if you care in the wrong way, you're going to take yourself out to 
And so you have to understand what enablement is when you are caring because you're hoping that eventually you're going to get something back. That's the wrong way to care. You're actually enabling somebody else who's looking up to you to save them, like mm. mommy, daddy, which is also like a thing for dominance and submission. <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> and king. <laughs> Where it goes wrong. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's a very difficult dynamic. It's it's very hard to hold a space for some people who who definitely want to empower themselves. Mm. I want but not to feed off the attention and the criticism it gives you it's a fine balance of learning to <laughs> hold your center while the shit storm goes around you and I want to ask you a question about that now mm. I remember us connecting over that topic you messaged me about the book mm. after you had um, what collapsed in your coaching program coaching mm-hmm. what was it what happened yeah um like when I first reached out to you is that what you're asking mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. I was in a place of deep deep struggle like that's that's how I'll describe it it was like I was so invested in this book and when you were talking about um before like the idea of going to university and um you know, pouring so much time and creative energy and effort into Mm. something and then expecting a return. That was the pattern that I was repeating with this book. And it was like, I'd set myself up in, you know, it works (laughs) on so many different levels here and I'm still kind of unpacking the, Mm. the depth of this and the bigness of this, because there's so much here, but it was, I was so, um, yeah, I was so invested in this idea of who I thought I needed to be in the world. So I'm a famous yeah. author. I'm traveling the world. I'm speaking all over the world on stages. And yeah. and these, it's so interesting because these are still, um, you know, you talk about that golden golden shadow. It's like where do you, you know, for me it's dropping into what's the truth of my vision versus what's the fantasy that I'm projecting because it sounds totally. really There's fucking cool. Right. Yeah. And I was very using it to to validate yourself. Right. Right. And on one level, you know what, this book was the best thing that ever happened to me in in the sense that it it enabled me to go enabled. It allowed me (laughs) to, to have the space to go back and rewrite my past. And this is where this is where creativity becomes such a powerful healing modality because you realize it puts you smack quite literally smack bang in the position of being the author of your existence like you are literally the author of your existence and it was like I was looking at this content which is so and this is where shadow alchemy was so helpful for me and and you talked about the archetypal map I still look at that um but it was just so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was so um it was just so helpful in like, you know, you're creating this content in your life and you think that's the truth and you think this, you know, events have happened and you look back on those events and then you use those events to determine your worth in the present. And it's, and then you, you know, you use those events to project a fantasy into the future. So you never actually land in yourself, right? You're just like continuously projecting from the past into the future. (laughs) So it's like like you miss yourself completely. That's like, that's like saboteur loop, like rationalizing with child. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, yeah, they're um, 
and prostitute channels yeah yeah it's anyway. huge um but That's it was for so me major. yeah what, shifted for you? what what landed yeah a lot um the biggest thing being that I never need to show up with anything other than what I have in the moment. So rather than using, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Rather than using, because what I thought I needed to do, which was what I saw so many people before me doing was using their past to validate their existence. And so it's like, because I've been through this, you know, I've fucking healed depression. I've healed anxiety. I feel I went through bipolar and addiction, all these things. That's a really cool pedestal that I can use to put myself on to then validate my existence to the external world. (laughs) Like I can show up and share that story all the fucking live long day. And it makes me feel great. And then I can, you know, sell myself the lie that I'm helping other people in the process, which, you know, on some level might be true. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But when I'm like not creatively juiced up and when, when people are coming to me from this place of like exactly like you said before, you've got all the answers and I don't, then it's like you just, it's which is what I was doing with my first coaching business. It's, you know, I on some level I felt so, you know, so validated by other people coming to, to seek my guidance and to seek my wisdom and my help and support <sighs> and say to me, That's you know it. what, you you have a life that I aspire to. I aspire to live a life like yeah. you. And it's like, you know, that that hides a lot of that internal um when that went away, yeah. it's like yeah, you know, I was like it crumbled, like absolutely. Who crumbled. the fuck am I? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what do I reflect my worth and value of now? Exactly. And yeah, it's so it's funny. Kind of- this is still um just, you know, in in the name of full transparency, this is still this pattern, I feel like it's it's not playing. It is playing out, but it's it's on a level that is so much less dense. So, That's like, I good. created an event and um and no one came. This is like last week, <laughs> and and so it's like it's it threw me straight back into that place, not of collapse, but yeah. of like, okay, cool. So this is showing me what I was trying to outsource totally. from others, and okay. yeah, That's really cool. Yeah, there's nothing like um. I wrote a post today about about <laughs> reality going to smack you in the face and bust yeah. your fantasy bubble. But um, that's really cool. Um, you know, I know that you've shifted so much and it's been really lovely to see that whole thing, your whole process, your whole unfolding. Yeah, thank you. Really cool. It's, yeah. um, and it's all for the sake of this, right? Like it's the sake of being able to, you said it so beautifully in that voice note you sent me the other day, like the sake mm. for the sake of being able to just show up, like yeah. literally just show up and create art where there's no exploitation. There's no using someone else on any level to get something that you want. And yeah. it's like a, it's a, um, and even in this, you know, there's, there's the temptation for me to like, as I was preparing for this podcast, like seek my identity versus like from association with you yeah, and your standing. Right. 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 Yeah. And it's like, no, I get to come back like into. I, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And which, you know, we all are and we're all somebody. It's that beautiful paradox. Um, what I, yeah. yeah I look, I figured else. over my years of coaching that like excellence is empty because who are you when those things go away? When you break up with somebody, who are you? Are you collapsed to the floor? Because all the parts that that you use to reflect yourself off of somebody else has been removed. There's mm. no one to reflect who you are to yourself mm. because you were outsourcing that reflection. 
right? Which is when people create, we create offerings and it's like this offering is going to reflect back to me who I am. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And like, you know, there's a, there's a, and, and, and we're so used to doing that, that we forget our core and we feel so unnatural to hear ourselves because <laughs> we doubt everything we know because we've been told to doubt everything we know or are. And that's, that's why we fragment ourselves and those parts go unconscious is because we've been told that, nope, that's unacceptable behavior. Nope, that, <laughs> that's unacceptable speech. Nope, that's unacceptable play and expression and you should be a good girl and la 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 insert whatever the fuck you know and then we like those are our most tender parts and then we like demonize them and then they get suppressed and then the persona covers it covers it up and then all these things that are repressed inside that are 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 your creative expression your part of your blueprint they come out in distorted behavior Mm. They, they don't come out as the natural expression, which is creativity. They come out wreaking havoc <laughs> because they're shouting for attention like a child. Right. Yeah. Mm. And this is when we create this, repeat this cycle of, of fear of ourselves and becoming yeah, so terrified exactly. of who we are and our own power. Yeah, see, because all look, we... <laughs> look, see, if I show myself, this is what fucking happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a confirmation bias or disconfirmation bias right okay so it's like you believe the story and so that you create the story in your reality prophecy yeah and like see there i just created evidence that i can't change yeah yeah i see like any and if you don't if you're not aware of this then you go into any sort of form of therapy or whatever and you see say see that i wasted money i've tried everything that also didn't work yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Wow. And that can, um, yeah, that can, you know, it just becomes like a deeper hole that you continue digging for yourself until. Well, think about it. Every time you show your face, you get rejected. So it plays on that wound again. Yeah. Then you're just compounding more evidence. (laughs) Right. So yeah, that was a well, well spotted Jay. Absolutely. You, (laughs) you hit the, you hit the, you hit the, the head on the nail. I mean the nail on the head. I can hit my head on a nail too. <laughs> but it's like, just it, messing around with it. Yeah. but yeah. it really like, babe, it, it took, it took me becoming suicidal for this to all really, you know, play out and become apparent in, you know, a stark enough way that I was willing to do the work it took to change it. And it's, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's not, it doesn't get to that point for everyone, but I cannot help, help but be grateful that it did because I feel like having such a, a low point of reference <laughs> has given me such like a depth of, you know, I faced faced death and not only death. Life. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's facing death, but not only like death, but death by your own hand. And I feel like that yeah. is such a powerful, um, yeah, powerful place yeah, to start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully people don't get that far, but the sole reality is that many people do get that far, you know, whether mm. whether it's politically correct to say that or safe enough to say that on a podcast or not, it doesn't matter. It's a reality. People are out there struggling mm. <clears throat> with themselves and they feel like they got nobody to turn to because they're so ashamed to even reveal that they're thinking like this when they're supposed to be appearing as something else. Mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know (laughs) it's wild it's so wild yeah Um, like 
like parenting is hard man and like having a job is hard and like everything is difficult when you're carrying around all the time mm. fuck i'd rather i'd rather create a system that's designed for myself than um live in a system that depresses you and and you may not even be able to verbally articulate or identify what it is mm. but the dissonance is there the the feeling of quiet desperation is there yeah and 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 i think that's also challenging but it's also valuable because it sends you off on a journey to look as long as you don't get stuck looking forever <laughs> Right, the the journey is to lead you home to yourself. Once you're there, just fucking stay there. Always, anything that you ever do, in terms of like therapy or or work or personal growth, it shouldn't be something that makes you addicted to it. Some mm. of the things that is is counter cult wise, is things that set you free to think for yourself. Mm. Always. So there's one clue for, you know, to bringing this back to like circle back into cult think versus yeah. individuated, self-sourced, self-generating um, well-being. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I, um, I have a question <laughs> around your content. Mm. So when I engage with your, when I engage with your content, Mads, there's yeah. a sense of, it's like insanely valuable to the point where I've, you know, got so, so many screenshots of what you've, really? <laughs> what you've written and created. Absolutely. So many screenshots. Like recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. absolutely. You know, each and each and every time there's something for me and, you know, it's obviously I'm, you know, I'm going to take full responsibility because, you know, I engage with the content and I take the time to sit with it and to contemplate it and to unravel the questions that you've asked. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you yeah, create your yeah, amazing like, content. Thank you. It's You're just, welcome. You know, the point of my content is to make people think so. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, each and every single one has that impact for me. How, like, I, you know, I am, I have my own process of content creation, but I'm so curious to know like what yours is. My content pr- process. Um, yeah. Lord, I wish I could tell you that I was more organized and that my <laughs> content's calendar. <laughs> no, I love that it's not. <laughs> I don't have a content calendar. I just, I speak from a place of where I'm exploring my own psyche in terms of where I feel that I'm still, um, things still trigger me and, and I know where I'm stuck in terms of my own conditioning. Um, and the deeper I go, it, it, it takes me um, into subjects that whatever I'm speaking about at the time is what, what I'm seeing more, more and more of. So I just, I just naturally speak to what's coming up for me and um, for people and, you know, things that I also read. I'm an advert um, book reader and studier. I study a lot of things. I like to – I don't consume content to become a carbon copy. I consume content to make myself think from different angles, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. To – to take on a different perspective 
because that is mind opening. Um, and also on things that I'm curious about that I am looking for answers to for myself, you know, in terms of like, ah, I want to study, let's just use like, because we are talking about the, the topic, I want to study mind control of occults. Mm. What are the tactics that they use? And then I will, I will go and like research that stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is what happened here that happened oh i know that tactic this is what you know and and then and then what it does is it pieces um other things together for me and how those things show up in different ways for example like we've already spoken about it in in marketing how do people use uh mind control and marketing to get people to <laughs> waste their money on shit that yeah. won't actually serve them yeah. because they're desperate and looking and outsourcing and and they're already pre-programmed to, to do that. Right. So, you know, and, and then I make it relevant mm. in terms of what it is I care about talking about. Or I will talk about relationships because relationships dynamics are one of my favorite things. Um, codependent, enmeshed, family trauma versus um, what does a self-autonomous person look like and and what are the possibilities for relationships in those ways? I love debunking gender wars and separation stuff because one of the strategies to keep us away from love and, and um, co-creation and collaboration is to divide and conquer. Mm. You know, I, I uh, what else? I, yeah. Or I speak about my clients and, and, when I'm in session with them, the conversation continues after I've had them. So there, there are a couple of insights that I want to share with people online. Yeah. If For whoever's watching, like a lot of the time, unless it's you or <laughs> some of my past students or whatever fans, I, I, I don't get much likes on my, my, my posts. Oh, I know people are watching. Right. And I want to speak to this because you are one of the most prolific people I follow on social media and you have like, you know, less than a thousand followers, I think on one of your accounts. Yeah. And I want to speak to this because I know um, yeah. a lot of my beautiful, like Gen Z women and millennial women are going to be listening to this. And it is so tempting. And I've done this for so many years to judge the validity of someone's message by the number of followers on their account. Oh, well, and it's like, you know, Right. You don't care. Right. But it's like, but the, the story and the narrative, and it's such a persistent illusion that I've had to continually yeah. keep seeing through is like, cause you tell yeah. yourself the story, you know, if this person was telling the truth and if this person was, you know, really valuable yeah. and valid yeah. and wise, then of course they're going to have lots of followers because lots <laughs> of people, it's like, no, like the truth isn't that popular yet. Like it's, it's, um, uh, you know, I also think it's a combination of that. Like what you're saying, people, like I said earlier in, in the discussion, people want to be measured by things they think th that they're told are important. Like who are you thinking for? Are you thinking for yourself or are you thinking because somebody else said that so that you can aspire to it? What the fuck mm. for real? And, and like, yeah, I used to watch my likes and stuff early on in my career, but now I'm like, eh. you know, when you become self-autonomous, what ends up happening is, your your life, your day, your mood isn't affected 
yeah by how many likes or how little likes you get or even god i had i had a woman like post on my facebook page <laughs> you know when you have to approve a, a post mm. you have to approve a post um she created a facebook page tagged uh, me in it so that it would show up on my page i actually had to go in and approve it and she she was like madeleine is a despicable woman she if anybody who follows her you better check your white privilege <laughs> i have four friends in common with her <laughs> how dare she not tell me i'm a victor i'm not a victim <laughs> yeah. um and and I actually I actually had a discussion. I approved it so it could show yeah. up on my Facebook wall. And then and then I had a discussion with her that by the end of it, she she was like, "This is one of the best discussions I've ever had." Yeah. Thank you, love you. And I'm like, "You're you're welcome. I love you too." You know. And like that the before I would have been gutted by something like that and yeah. taken out, and I would have de- definitely not have shown that on my Facebook wall. And whatever, but but I was in such a, a place at that time, so solid in myself, and I could I could see past what she was saying and her hurt, um, to see what it was she was really asking mm. for. Oh wow! And, and when you when you can see through people's defenses and read, this is also the other gift of being able to read the unconscious message behind what people are consciously saying mm. you can actually see those needs the ones they don't even know themselves because they're so bought into their story that is not them that they can't even tell their own needs and i i pierced right through that anger and that um what's the word the mortification the hurt that she was feeling and touched a part of her she hadn't been touched for a very long time, which is really what she was asking for in her argument. Wow. Yeah. And it floored her. It it opened her heart. <laughs> and we ended up laughing at the end of it. And then she, <laughs> edited, she edited the post and she was like, she even put there edited. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the exact words, but if I'm paraphrasing, it was something along the lines. Madeleine is a wonderful person and I and I am going to endeavor to be a better mother because her her jam was about misogyny and and being a victim. She was a she was a mm. radical feminist. Mm. And a mother and and when you are angry because you felt used and abused, you are going to lay waste to anything masculine in your path. Mm. It's it's known as um a death mother or or dead mother death mm. mother you 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 lash out in ways that do not offer you healing or anybody that you come into contact with any healing at all you just you just create further separation when what you're actually reaching for is closeness and and understanding and connection because the w- one thing that all human beings have in common is that we all want to be loved and accepted for who we are yeah. And we don't and we've forgotten the art of how to do that. It is an art, isn't it? And I feel like it's a beautiful a sincere way, not just because you want to be liked, hoping yeah. that you're gonna lose someone because you like them, we've placed them on a pedestal, but because you really want to connect with true intimacy sincerely 
And that is the discerning point in relationship dynamics is sincerity, the level of invested sincerity. Hmm. And I invested in that woman for a moment to have a discussion with her. It was the best thing ever. And I didn't need more from her. I didn't need her validation. I didn't need her criticism. I didn't care about that because the sincerity is actually the arrow. Yeah. Yeah. That and feels you... much better than worrying about how much people like or dislike me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do you giggle like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's part like just releasing nervous tension and part like it's just the the speaking um, to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I know that you know I'm going to go back and listen to this a million times, but it's going to land on deeper and deeper levels as I'm available to receiving it. You've already um, received it unconsciously. You're you're hundred percent. I know you are. Your conscious yeah. mind is trying to keep up. Forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah. I love that image of yeah the arrow piercing through the heart because I feel like. Right, and it is a much more fulfilling endeavor to yeah. play that game of like you know human archery with someone than human archery. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's babe. That's what it feels like to work with you, and that's what it feels like to be on the receiving end of this. Is like, um, you know, I've said it in one of my testimonials. I was like, it's like you know, standing literally standing against a wall and then having knives thrown at your face, and it's like you think, and this is you know, I I've shared with you my tattoo, and I've not shared this you know with anyone really except a couple of really really close friends friends but my tattoo says um incorruptible and it, it's in in peace because once all of the pieces that you know I thought could be wounded which is when you get that trigger and that ouch and you know people have people speak to those like those really deep hidden insecurities where you're like oh my fucking god like I want to attack I want to defend I want to deflect I want to curl up in a ball and cry and hide which is my kind of mechanism for defense was just collapsing into an emotional heap yeah it's like once you, yeah, right. It's like once you realize that um, those knives were actually going through pieces of my false self and mm-hmm. I could never actually be wounded and I can never, you know, the truth of who I am can never actually be hurt, then yeah. there's just this incredible liberation that happens because you're in touch with, like, you know, source. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you think they're, the, you think they're knives at first, that's because your your facade is 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 I'm in a battle. Love like it's a threat. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love this metaphor. <laughs> I love speaking yeah. in metaphors. It's my jam at the moment. Yeah, your unconscious um, mind speaks in metaphors and symbols mm, and concepts. Yeah. Your yeah. conscious mind wants to make things complicated and sound smart and ordered and controlled and whatever. (laughs) But your, your unconscious mind, that's why we do a lot of our processing unconsciously, like dream states and it's like lucid dreaming. It, It, your, your unconscious mind communicates to you that way. Yeah. So if you ever feel a little bit discombobulated by a discussion that, that is, occupying your conscious mind in one way or putting it to the side where you feel like you're trying to keep up but you know you're listening you're you're experiencing a paradigm reframe yeah so 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 when that happens um just know that your unconscious mind isn't going to take in anything that isn't good for it unless it's 
um, unless it's manipulating you, in most cases, it protects you. Mm. And eventually it will process and discard what is not useful and, and valid for it. But, but, if, but, but if hard patterns are coming up for you, those things um, are looking to be addressed. Mm. And the other way that the unconscious mind speaks to you is through your body, mm. through your feelings, through knots in your stomach, through feeling locked in your throat, to, to even um, other sorts of bodily sensations and um, expressions. I've done, I've done some sessions where um, me personally, I was itching all over my body at one stage with my skin and then I did a, some a session and the itching that I was struggling with for two weeks just went away for the rest of that day. Well, because my body was speaking to me and wanted me to address something that your unconscious yeah. mind is speaking through the body. So, you know, you're, so, you're always trying to communicate with yourself if you just, mm. you're still enough to sit and listen to it instead of like, oh my God, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> but be still, you know, like, yeah. like listen, yeah. like sit with yourself, stop judging yourself so much. Just come back to, to your center it's beautiful yeah yeah so to sum that up I, I guess what i'm trying to say is that our unconscious mind is always speaking even when we're consciously speaking yeah you've got to learn to read what people are saying behind what they're saying sometimes it's, it's a good skill to learn absolutely um especially mm -hmm. if you value people and true connection as much yeah. as I know that we both do, like it's really high up there for me and oh, yeah. I feel like it's been the, it's been like the, you know, what's led me down this rabbit hole of codependency and toxic relationships and all these kind of things. But at the heart our of greatest it. greatest voids become right. areas of mastery, totally. Right. That's the same for me. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, like um, stemming from trauma, which was hectic to, me knowing all the stuff which became a gift. Yeah. So it's a reframe of, of as you go through it, like identifying the wisdom that you've come so that you are no longer a victim anymore. You know, those things couldn't really be taken with away from you because if you actually look inwards, you can see it's still there. Nothing was ever taken. <laughs> Nothing was ever destroyed. We just needed to protect ourselves for a little while until those those coping mechanisms those survival strategies start costing you more than mm. it actually is protecting you and right that's, that's an indication that although you don't like part of you doesn't want to give that habit up you know it's starting to cost you mm -hmm. right yeah you can see you're missing opportunities you're um pushing people away when you want to pull them close creating drama totally. rather than creating totally. love yeah. totally yeah yeah and then, and then that's just a new skill you're going to develop you're going to yeah. you're going to replace the addiction to that one way of responding or reacting with a more healthy uh functional wholesome um alternative mm. that still meets the needs of that original survival strategy and people lose their shit when they think they got to give something up. 
but they don't realize that they're just going to meet the same needs in a different, more generative, sustainable way. Yeah. That's not going to be so painful. And that's, that's the withdrawal that people tend to get stuck into it's yeah. because they haven't actually connected or linked the made the link that you're still going to meet those needs. You're still going to meet those needs. It's just not going to be so painful anymore. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It's going to, yeah. Yeah. It's going to support you in, in thriving and flourishing. Totally. Rather than draining your energy. Yeah. <laughs> you will, and, you will feel drained, but in a good way, you'll feel like, ah, oh, satisfied. Mm. I created this today. I, I'm, I'm great. It's not going to be that depletion kind of. Yeah. It's going to be a filled one. So that's how I feel right now. That beautiful, yeah. satisfied of like, oh, fuck, this is really, um, yeah. it's fucking cool. Like, it's so cool and just grateful to have these kind of conversations and that we're opening up the space for these like really um, just mm -hmm. deep, I want to say inner dialogues, but it's an external dialogue, but it feels yeah. like that because there's no kind of externalized inner dialogue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it feels really like it just, you know, it feels honest. Very cool. Um, yeah, no, it totally is. You know, I mean, I, you know me, Jay, I, I, I would struggle to show up for a photo shoot. <laughs> which you were trying to paint a picture for me and I'm like no, no. <laughs> no I know I know Mads wouldn't even um, give me a bio this is how this is the level of unorthodox <laughs> that we are dealing with but it's you know it's it's so perfect and I feel like we get to keep pushing the creative barriers and of what's you know what everyone else is doing and and creating something that's uniquely us and um yeah, why should why should podcasting be be any different? We get to you know we have this incredible medium that's like essentially a clean slate and a, an open slather, and we get to kind of yeah paint whatever we want in it, create whatever we want with it, and um, it's beautiful that we can use it to have these really honest conversations that get to the heart of who we really are. Totally. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else? Do you want to do you want to share anything else before we go? Do you want to drop into anything? Is there anything that feels like a loose thread that you want to tie up? No, uh, I don't. I don't think there are any loose threads. Yeah, cool. It feels pretty complete to me. Yeah, beautiful. I um. Thank you. I feel like yeah, there's a million other other questions and things that I want to ask, and they will they will <laughs> I'm sure they'll the all come. <laughs> yeah, they'll all come in the next one. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Love that. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, thanks thank for you. dropping in with me, and yeah, for everything that we've been through, and we'll continue to journey together. It's um yeah, it's it's an honor and a privilege to do this life with you. I love you. Thank you so much. Love you too, darling. All right, everyone, thank you so much for being here and thank you for tuning in. Um, I will put all of Mad's details in the description box below. Um, and if there's anything that you want to ask, any questions that you have for either of us, feel free to leave a review or to DM either of us on Instagram. All right, everyone, have an amazing day and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you loved this episode, and I'm sure that you did, you can come and find me on socials. I am at Jay Schaefer on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You can also connect with any of the guests that I've spoken to today via the links in the description. Keep creating, keep being you for no other reason than you can.
I'll see you in my next episode and thanks for joining us on Making Love with the Muse.